Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Well, welcome to the instant match reaction. Liverpool beating Huddersfield by one goal to nil. Mm. I've probably spoken about this game for around about 25 minutes already. Really? Yeah, I reckon so. Between a player ratings, match reaction, and the Twitter reactions. Well, it's good that there was loads of goals, loads of action to talk through. And uh, there you go, there you go. That's what we're here for. Yeah. I'm joined, obviously, by Tom Dutton today. Uh, Paul on his way back from Huddersfield at the moment, but sort of more of our hot takes. This video, isn't it, Tom? And you know, um, were you surprised by the starting eleven first and foremost? I was surprised by it, but with the injuries we've got, we needed to do something. There was going to have to be people coming in that you didn't expect. Lallana was the big one for me. Uh, um, honestly, I was happy to see him play. We need to start getting these players back in. Just to just to fill the gaps like these games, he's come in. All right, he wasn't. He's not gonna be as the very best he's ever gonna be. But he put himself about. Thought he was probably a bit sloppy for the first like few minutes of the game. Once he started getting his foot on the ball, getting a bit of freedom, allowing him to drift into the middle. I thought we were really good. Um, in terms of, I, I just want to see Trent start again. Mm. Um, and I like Gomez at right back because he's a, he's a great defender, but. I just like that partnership of Van Dijk and Gomez too much. That that was they were the two things for me where I was like, hmm. I must admit, like I, I was giving it a lot of bravado on like the build-up shows about how we should make changes in this game because I think we'll make changes and we can still win comfortably. Now mm. it's funny because in one sense I've been proven right in that Liverpool did win the game, did get the three points. That's what's most important, and we got minutes into those players, like you just mentioned, the likes of Lalana, Fabinho gets a few minutes yeah. as well. Sturridge starts a game, Shakiri gets a game as well, and you get Lovren back into the side. But why I'm wrong is that we made hard work of it, didn't we? Really, really hard work. And look, Huddersfield aren't very good. They weren't very good today. I know we weren't, but they were some of the passing that they were playing and just. Balls just going out of play yeah. for no reason. And you've got to be beating them teams by more. And we had the opportunities to. And that's why I'm not too disheartened because, look, we, we had the opportunities to. And it was just like the final pass. We were in the right areas. We were doing the right things. Just one little link of that chain was a, was a bit off. Like and it was the final link, wasn't it? Yeah. Quite often you think, you know, when Fabinho, uh, Firmino sorry, comes on, uh, we go to that 4-2-3-1. Yeah. Interesting to see Firmino in the 10, actually, yeah. wasn't it? It was, but again, that's where he's really effective. 
obviously not so much today, but again, he was in the right areas. For it, the right pass to Shakiri, we could have another goal. That is shot where he balloons it over the top, could have been another goal. So he's a threat in that area. It's something that I'm excited to see going forward, especially if you can just go Daniel Sturridge. There you go. Do you think that was there. by design, or do you think that was a consequence of, you know, Adam Milano's legs falling off second half and Hendo Jordan off. Henderson? In fact, a little bit of a news update on Jordan Henderson. He's going for a scan tomorrow. Oh, wow. uh, they don't think it's too serious, but it's a precautionary measure. They're going to take him and, and see what it is. But it was a tight hamstring, I think, mm -hmm. wasn't it? Now, I remember back to last season, maybe it was the season before, that German doctor, sports scientist, talking about Liverpool's injuries and all that type of stuff. And you think about it, Milner's coming off a hamstring. Uh, a thigh injury was... Lallana's was a thigh injury prior yeah, to this. Salah had a little... Salah had a little niggle. Mane's obviously got a thumb injury, so that probably doesn't count. Van Dijk's was a rib injury, so that mm. doesn't count. But there are a few of these hamstring strains and stuff now, and... Is that a little bit of a concern for you? I know we've had a busy part of the season. It is a concern because I don't want to see any of us, any of them getting injured. I think it, it's where you lean on your squad, isn't it? It is, it is, and that's the thing. We've bolstered. We have bolstered, so it's fine. We've got Shakiri in there who came in. I thought was one of the best players, and he's just come in and just gone. No, I know how to be a part of this team. I know how to fit. Maybe a bit defensively, he's a bit lacking at the moment. I thought Gomez was really left stranded there a few times. Um, obviously the play got shifted over and he got the, the kind of left by himself but the hamstrings they're just going to happen they're just a part of the game and I, I'd rather us be conditioned to be as fit as possible like the intensive stuff because that that was a massive feature of Liverpool is being one of the fittest teams you just we just keep going and going and going so you've got to risk it to, to get that Level. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if, uh, getting, getting back onto the game then, I think <coughs> towards the end of the game, it got a little bit nervous, didn't it, Huddersfield? Yeah. It was Munier who hit the ball over the bar. Like, that, that opportunity, you're thinking to yourself, shit, shit, yeah. they're going to score. And it's only but for a fucking pathetic finish by him that we're not level. Again, it just shows how much we should have beaten Huddersfield by. Any other player just sticks that in. So I said, I've seen that goal get scored against us so many times, and he's right. Just one little, I wouldn't say, maybe it is lax, but Van Dijk misses it. Lovren has to get something on it, and he does. And then it drops in the edge of the literally six-yard box. That should go into the net, and luckily for us, we get away with it. But it shouldn't have got to that. We should have put the game to bed a long, long time before that. I must admit, I was really surprised with the late way that... No, I wasn't really surprised with the way that Huddersfield played. I know that they were they're a team that like to just go at go at the opposition, mm. whether they're at home or away from home. They've got a style of play that suits them. They pressed us particularly high up the pitch. That did surprise me. You know, going in and pressing the likes of Allison. That surprised me. I thought they pressed the centre arms, but you know, taking that one step further. One of the things that surprised me is how Liverpool reacted to that more than anything. And you know, second half we were playing very much as the counter-attacking side. And yeah. I wonder whether listen, we're top of the table with Manchester City at the moment, but an inability that we've we've shown, I feel, an inability to control the game there. Now, yeah. Manchester City would have they take the ball off the other side and they pass them to death. Yeah. But Liverpool just seemed to be happy to concede possession, bring Huddersfield out and try and counter them. And I wonder whether that's a good way of going about winning a league title. 
I mean, in certain situations, look, Huddersfield, it's, we're away at Huddersfield, you know what I mean? If we're at Anfield, I expect us to take the ball off them when we have it the whole time. But, look, you go into a ground where the crowd were up. Mm. Uh, and was are as well. Exactly, and uh, so that's that's a fact then. Look, we I want us to control the game, but we've got another clean sheet. We've got we've away from home, you know what I mean? And there's a reason why, because we've just gone, let's be really cautious here. Let's just sit in and then I trust us to score on the break, but it's just not clicking. We could have scored so many times on the break there and we would have looked at it and gone, oh, 4-0. Okay, back to the point, I, I, the question that I, I asked you and then didn't let you answer. Do you think it was by design that we went to a 4-2-3-1 with Firmino in the 10? Do you think we'll see that again soon? Or do you feel it was a consequence of those injuries? It's a strange one, isn't it? I feel like it is a consequence in a bit, but then it's something that we know we can do. It's something that Klopp like, has done in the past. It's something that I think we have the players there to be able to do. And sometimes just getting an extra attacker on the pitch, it makes them breaks maybe a bit easier. Obviously, your defence might have to work a bit harder, but I don't... It, Say at the end of the game, would you go, right, let's get this fourth attacker on just in case of the break? And then, especially Firmino's pressing there, we, you could see the front players tiring. So that's why I think maybe... Yeah, I think, I must admit, there was a conversation about whether Firmino would go over on the left-hand side. We, I think we all thought, watching the game, me and Sayo thought Firmino would go on to the left-hand mm-hmm. side and it might be someone like a Sturridge that was taken off. Firmino then comes in, Shaqiri shifted again to the left-hand side yeah. and Firmino's in the centre. And I wonder whether it was because Firmino was just that little bit fresher in an area of the pitch where... Shakiri might have tired and it might have shown you can almost hide those front players a little bit more than that 10 when you've got to drop so deep to to, to help recover possession. Yeah, I mean, what, what game was it where we did play the 4 3 one It was the end, was, or was it this season? Yeah, we started we against Southampton. So that, that's the thing is, maybe it's just teams where we just go, look, let's just go at them here. Let's just, we've identified the weakness. This is a play in our playbook that we can use. Here's the players and then, oh, we'll take Shakiri off if we want to, stabilise it up and we're back to the normal 4-3-3 everyone knows the roles and it's all perfect and maybe that'll just be something that Klopp will go right this is something we can exploit on their team this is the formation for it as we've got options coming off the bench we may as well not stifle them and change the formation what about Mo Salah what did you think of his performance today it's a weird one uh, he's still a threat he's still a brilliant player still making really good runs still linking up play quite well it, I mean, some of the passing was awful, but it doesn't matter. He scored a goal. We talk about Daniel Sturridge all the time, saying, what else do you do except score a goal? He won us the game. So I, you've got to kind of give him the recognition there. That's some finish, that. Some, some goal. Just the ball by Gomez just started oh. off. Yeah. I mean, he splits two players. He yeah. finds Shaqiri. Nice... Very clever little run by Shakiri to pick up that space. It's not like he bursts in, yeah. but he just creates a little bit of a space that, and it almost it almost tempts Joe into like playing the ball in. But the ball's got to be good. It's got to be yeah. hit hard, and he's got to trust Shakiri to be able to control it. Couple of little touches, and the ball by oh, Shakiri. Man, we watched it back, and we were like, "Oh, so much better watching it yeah. back the third or fourth time." And the run by Salad is like. You sit there and you're like, how does he get that little yard of space? And you think the highest level of football, that's what it is. It's these little half yards. and Because these defenders are good quality defenders. And even though it's, it's Huddersfield, you'd be like, uh, they're good quality defenders. They'd stop me and you every single time out of 100. <laughs> like, no, yeah. no chance we're getting past them. So to create that little yard of space, which is the 
go tight to him and then run round and the defender has no chance. The ball's perfect, the run's perfect, the finish is perfect. And that's what we can do. And it's just so insanely frustrating that that final ball isn't as good every time. That's it, isn't it? I mean, you, you think back to the end of the game and, you know, when we were countering them and we were looking for those balls. Firmino's got the ball in the centre. He plays the ball into Mo Salah instead of Shaqiri mm. on the left-hand side. When Liverpool are playing well, one, two, three passes is all it takes for us to cut a team apart. Yeah. We saw that first half with Goma, Shakiri, Salah, ball back of the net. Second half, it just wasn't quite there. And it hasn't quite been there on the counter-attack for a few weeks now. It's true, but again, it's the we're going through the motions. We're still doing it. The, the, the players are still there. It's not like, oh, we've got a chance to break, but we've got no one there. I'd be more worried if, the, if that was the case. And for some reason, we had the left winger all the way back. You know what I mean? But we've got the players there. We know exactly when to break, how to break. They were in the perfect positions. All it took was literally the right ball to the left. And the one with Bobby Firmino at the end, exact yeah. same thing. Perfect positioning, picked up the ball. He had all the space in the world and it was just a tiny bit of composure and, we would have, and he would have scored. So I'm not too worried. Look, if we didn't score, I'd be annoyed. But again, we're doing the right things. It happened last season. We were creating the chances. We were doing everything right. We just weren't finishing games off and I'm I'm confident that it'll grow and Let, we'll do better. Let's talk about a couple of the instances. Then I'll start with me on the on the James Milner penalty shout, I think. Mm -hmm. First and foremost the ball comes at him from about five yards yeah. away. Yeah. For me it comes off his thigh first. I think he moves his arm because he's trying to get his thigh into the area where his hand is. So I think that one bounces into his hand and I don't think you can call penalty for that. Uh, another one of the instances was maybe the offside shout. Mm. They put the ball in the back of the net it's damn close. It is. I mean, you you were saying about his foot, Van, Van Dyke's foot. foot. I mean, yes, I'm just happy the linesman's flagged it, to be honest, because he could have gone either way on it. Genuinely, yeah, so just to, to explain that to anyone who hasn't watched it with like you know pausing frame by frame like us, I personally think that Van Dyke's foot's sticking out yeah. over the, over. Uh, I think it's Moyes. I don't know who it is. Apologies, the ball fella. Um, his, his head and I think his arms further back than Van Dijk mm. I think if VAR was used you could make an argument make an argument for Van Dijk playing him on side yeah. there I think speed of the game it's given offside and you're, it's always going to be given offside even with VAR I think it's a really really tough call to yeah. make um, but Huddersfield will feel, feel disappointed especially that Mounier one that we've already talked about towards the end they had a few opportunities at the end didn't they and that, and that that's the thing is you sat there and that is the controlling game. We did keep a clean sheet, but barely. And better teams will punish us there. And, and it's even just getting close to your man. The man's about to cross it. Get close at the very end. There's two players on the left wing. I mean, you're Firmino and like someone else. Yeah. And you're like, why is no one out getting out yeah. to these lads? There's two lads there in the left wing position for them and none of our players. Yeah. And second phase of play, third phase of play, still no one's picking them up. It's infuriating. Let's bring it all back then before we sign off and have a conversation where I think this is where it needs to go. This is what title winning sides do, Tom. For all the bluster, for all the shite that we've just talked there, we got three points, yeah. we didn't concede the goal, yeah. and we scored the goal away from home. That is title winning form. Yeah, and it's and it's it was scored by the moment of quality. That's what it is. We've got the quality players there as well, which which every top team needs. And yeah, Man City are scoring five, and if it comes down to it and they beat us on goal difference, they deserve the title because they're free scoring and they're so good at it, but we needed to make the sure our defence was better. That's what it needed to be. 
since Klopp's come in, mm. and we're doing that. So it, it, as much as the attacks maybe not clicking, even though it kind of sort of is, the movement's clicking, everything else like that's clicking. It's just the the quality at the end that isn't there. So it's coming. You know what I mean? I'm I, I'm I'm more happy that we've got the defense sorted because that's been such a problem area and it, it looks like it could be sorted for a long time as well. So we've got time for the attack to clip. And we've even got options there as well, haven't we? We can horses for courses it with Gomez mm. or Trent Alexander-Arnold. It means we can rest Trent. I think, he, is he 20 years old now, Trent? Is he, I think he's, I think he's just I think he's just, just turned he, yeah. 20, hasn't he? Still a young lad. Uh, still needs to be taken out mm. of the limelight every now and again, uh, especially when he's going away on international duty and stuff like that. Same could be said for Joe Gomez as well, but you've got Dejan Lovren you can lean on in yeah. these times. Thought he was superb today alongside Virgil van Dijk. Actually thought Robertson was a little bit disappointing a little bit but again it's it's hard because he set the bar so high yeah. Robertson and that's the thing yeah. you don't expect left backs to get the level of assist that he gets yeah. and have such a such a influence on the attacking game that when he doesn't you're kind of like oh shit he's just a left back he can't surely he can't do this every single week but exactly and, and it, it's if there's a breakdown, because you the the thing I love most about Robertson and the way Klopp uses him and Milner on that left hand side is say Milner, you drop into the left, Robertson bomb on because we know his quality up top in terms of his crossing some of the best I've ever seen on that left hand side on the wing. And there was a few times when he got in, you know what I mean? That the ball that Shakiri plays again, the nice little deft little ball around the corner mm. and he's in there and I can't remember. I'll get blocked by the defender on the pretty much in the six yard box. It's it's there, you know what I mean. He's still a threat, but I, I agree. I, he was just closed down a bit too often, and I don't think he really reacted too well to that. It was a strange performance from him, but you're gonna have them. It it was still decent. Well, there you go. There's our hot takes for the game. Uh, we're gonna be back in the studio on Monday. We've got uh, four, uh, me plus three others lined up for the final word. So we'll watch the game back. Uh, we'll look at all the big talking points from the game, and we'll discuss some of the fallout from the game, of course. Uh, that'll be Monday. I'll be doing a stats and tactics show as well. Uh, I'm not 100 sure what I want to do on the stats and tactics. I think I might take a look at Fabinho's performance, mainly because. The online reaction that I've seen so far on social media is quite different to how I saw him. I personally thought he was a little bit hit and miss, mm -hmm. but I've, I've seen a lot of people say that he was absolutely quality. So I'm really going to take a, a fresh look at Fabinho and see how he was integrated into the side, see whether he plays it in quite the same way as Jordan Henderson. So we'll probably do that on Stats and Tactics. We've got your Man of the Match show, of course, which is out, uh, yeah. normally a three-man podcast now. It's going to be a three-man podcast. Basically, we're just going to talk through who we thought was the Man of the Matches, um, I mean, it's going to be sort of a tough one because it, it it's hard when it when a lot of a lot of the teams not really played that well. But we will be there, be me inside doing all that. It's always a good show. We we talk in depth about the the players. Take a look at the other team as well. See who we thought was the best out of them. And we'll be doing the Around the League show as well, which looks back at all of the Premier League, our rivals, fixtures, uh, to give us a, a nice view going into the next weekend. And we'll be building up for Redscan. And now is a great time uh, to subscribe to the website. If you haven't checked out the website for a long time, uh, we relaunched it. It's so slick. It's user-friendly. Mm. The interface is great. It's £5 a month. The first month's free. Now's a great time to subscribe. And, of course, you get our back catalogue interviews with Lucas Lever in his house over in Rome, Jürgen Klopp, um, Paul sat down with him 45 minutes of, of the boss being boss 
And of course, we picked up Bruce Grabala mm. last week and we've got a few uh, nice little surprises on the way as well. So thanks very much for watching this one. Like the video, subscribe to the Red Men TV and I'll see you next time. Ta-ra.